Hello, and welcome to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. While there, you can join in the conversation about this show. Just search for Built Different Podcast in your internet browser. Here now is your host, Zach Clinton, on this edition of the Built Different Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's edition of the Built Different Podcast. And man, I'm telling you, we got another great episode ready for you guys today. Our guest today is former running back of the Clemson University football team and also the 2020 Disney Spirit Award recipient. I'm telling you guys, Darian has experienced just a lot of different seasons and experiences of pain in and throughout his journey of life. And one thing, you know, the title of this episode, I titled it is that pain is some people's prison, but it's other people's passport. I've heard it said that perspective can ultimately stunt someone's potential in life. And I think so often we experience these times of pain and we grow very weary and discouraged and it's easy to get stuck and it's easy, you guys, to get lost in the painful times of our lives. But I'm challenging every listener today as you listen to Darian and his story and all that he's gone through. Man, just imagine what it would be like if you could turn that pain into passport. You could turn that pain into something that could propel you to new heights that you couldn't even fathom or imagine. And imagine what it would be like to allow somebody to come into the midst of your pain with you. The Lord first and foremost, but also the people, the people fuel is what I like to call it, that God has given and placed within your life as well. There's a verse I want to read. It comes out of Romans 5, verse 3 to 4. This is what it says. It says, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character, and then character ultimately produces hope. There's another word, though, for perseverance in some translations that I want to bring to your attention today, and it's that of endurance. What does endurance mean? What does it mean to endure? The definition of endure that I heard that I think is just an incredible thing to note before we dive into this episode is that it says that endurance means to suffer through something patiently. Whew. Patiently. It's hard when you're going through the ringer and when it feels like your back's pressed against the wall and the pressures turn up and that furnace, man, and it's way beyond the temperature you want it to be at. But man, are you enduring patiently, understanding that we serve a God who delights in impossibility and understanding that we serve a God who always shows up and a God who always fulfills his promises? When you're going through the processes of life, it doesn't always feel nice and pleasant. But don't you dare give up, my friend. Don't you dare give up. Be willing to go through the hellish moments of your life knowing that heaven is on your side. You guys, that powerful episode with Mr. Darian Rancher will be coming up right after this short break. Breaking news for Ignite Men's Impact Weekend just added. He's the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. 
Carson Wentz is coming. And just added, two-time NFL MVP, Super Bowl champ, Hall of Fame quarterback, Kurt Warner is coming to Ignite. That's Roethlisberger, Warner, Wentz, all at Ignite Men's Impact Weekend. This is going to be the best Ignite ever. It wouldn't be Ignite without the Extreme Outdoor Expo and Kids Zone, which will be bigger and better than ever before. Plus dozens of workshops with the stuff that guys love. Hunting, fishing, football, building stronger marriages, becoming a better dad, handling money, featuring some of the best experts in the world. I can't wait to see you at Ignite Men's Impact Weekend. Super Early Bird Savings Deadline, January 28th. General admission, just 64 bucks. Youth, military, retired, 54 bucks. Bring a buddy. Group tickets, 10 or more, save 5 bucks per ticket. Get them now at IgniteMen.net. That's IgniteMen.net. That's Roethlisberger, Warner, Wentz, and more at Ignite Men's Impact Weekend. Welcome back to the Built Different Podcast. Here's your host, Zach Clinton. All right, Darren, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Yeah, glad to be on. Uh, Heard great things. Glad to officially be on the pod. Seriously, man, what a blessing it is to sit down with you, to really just dive into your heart and just to pick your brain and to understand more of your story. What we do here on the Built Different Podcast is we love kind of diving into the backwater. What has made you into the man and into the leader you are today? You know, I've done my research. I've watched my videos on you. I've heard you share so much. And man, it's evident, Darian, that God is truly working in and through your life and he's doing something special with you. So I want to start out this conversation, unlike I have any others, and I'm going to come in hot, right? I'm going to ask you up front, what has God been teaching you, man, that if a listener's only tuning in for five minutes of this conversation, what is it that you want to give to them today? Um, I would probably say off the top of my head, uh, some, of, some of the things you learn at a young age, they kind of come back to remembrance throughout your life. And I feel like I'm in a season of a lot, a lot of reflection as I'm transitioning from college to, uh, to adult, adulthood and <laughs> yeah. hopefully professional football career and mm. whatever the next career looks like for me post uh, leaving college. Yeah. And one of the best piece of, pieces of advice has kind of been a, like something I've come back to, especially in the season of my life is like, uh, I think I was, I was at a, a youth group service in high school mm. uh, in my church uh, back here called New Spring. Yeah. And one of the preachers said, the goal in life is to become more and more like Jesus mm. and less and less like anybody he's ever created. Mm. And that is, that is really stuck with me. And so I would say that has been, uh, has been like a, a true, uh, I would say a guide on this path because yeah. um, I definitely want to come on more like Jesus. Mm. And at the same time, I don't want to want to be very authentic. I feel like God created one of me, creates one of everybody else. And I think a few people never really meet themselves, their true selves. And I think that's a journey we all go on. Like as we, as we grow in sanctification and growing, like knowing God, like we all right. begin to like meet, meet our true selves within Christ. So I would say those two things, man, it's, it's really, it's really unique. And I think that looks different. Um, I think it's not the, there's no cookie cutter way yeah. to, to, for that journey. It's a true adventure uh, with it God. Is. That's why like, I think the sometimes you get like people like, get very religious and I think they kind of miss out on that journey. But mm. like I think the last part is just as crucial as the first part. And that mm. quote, be more and more like Jesus and less and less like anybody's ever created. And it gives that. the people, I think, takes you on a, a really, a really wild adventure. I feel like I'm on that. Mm. What an amazing start because, you know, I was actually just moments before this, I was reading something. I actually wrote down the quote that I read. It says, unfortunately, our society and culture has made the stage the destination. But God Mm. said that the destination is a character. You see, God wants us to become someone, not get somewhere. And I think that's a perfect 
uh, perfect quote that matches up exactly with what you started us out with today. So, man, already bringing the heat. But, you know, I read an article about you not too long ago, and it was describing this surprising journey that changed you and your dad Darwin's life forever. And ultimately, um, so many people, you grew up in a home where both maybe yours and your family's life was more so, like you said, religious. You guys went through the motions. It was ritualistic, but it wasn't that full intimate relationship with God until you experienced something and you finally accepted an opportunity to go to Fuse, which is New Springs Student Ministry, eventually led you to sign up for the gauntlet in 2012. And on that last day in that last message, you accepted the invitation that changed your life forever. What's the newfound joy, man, that has ultimately changed the trajectory of where God has taken you? Yeah, I think so. Backtracking just the context, like you said, uh, yeah. I got great parents, had yeah. a, like great family, but I, I'm from deep in the South. And I think hmm. there is uh, an inclination that's easier, maybe here than like, I mean, it's everywhere, but just yeah. to kind of go through the motions and just uh, like everybody. It's everybody, like that Bible. Everybody, right? everybody, yeah, everybody knows God. Everybody That's loves right. God. Everybody, right. <laughs> everybody prays. Everybody takes their hat off during prayer. Church you know, in every corner, for sure. And so, but there is like a there. Sometimes is that void of like actually having a true relationship with God. And so, mm-hmm. I've grown up around church my entire life, um, and a, a lot of seeds that were planted for me going to church still. Like God used to even make that moment what it is, and make the moments that have come through my life. And so, I say I, I would say is essentially like. When I was when, I, when that moment happened, I, I had come to been going to church that, to that church uh, where I felt like I was staying awake in church. I was enjoying the messages. I was enjoying the community of people. Yeah. Uh, I was enjoying getting lunches and coffees with mm. with mentors, and so there's a lot of seeds that were planted. And then that was like the moment where I feel like kind of came to a head where I really feel like I had never like like accepted God or decide to follow Jesus for myself. Mm. And so from from that moment. Like any believer, uh, there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of high, high moments, low moments, but it's been a continuous journey in trying to figure out uh, and trying to walk with God, figure it out, walk with God. Mm. And so, and it's changed everything about me. Um, yeah. I definitely wouldn't say I've been perfect, but I feel like I've tried to be faithful and try to pursue God. And mm. I've seen it change my life, my friends' lives, my family's life. And I think it'd be a, it'll change generations to come uh, mm. based on that decision. And so it's definitely, it's been a blessing. Uh, and it's, like I said, it's been a journey. Um, of figuring out myself, figuring out God, and let Him love me, and hopefully change me for the better and for the people around me. Amen, man. And that's what faith is, right? Like you said, it is a journey. It's a daily choice every single day to die to self, to surrender at the foot of the cross. And I think, like you said, perfection is not the goal as much as obedience is the goal. And trying exactly. to become more like Christ, like you said up front, being somebody. And But we also understand, too, that in life, right, it's not always sunshine and rainbows, tough times, man. They're inevitable. John 16, 33 says, in this world, you will have trouble. James 1 talks about consider pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, right? So it's not a matter of if, but of when. Man, what are some of those moments in your life, Darian, that you haven't, God maybe hasn't just allowed you to go through, but he's allowed you to grow through those moments. What are some experiences, whatever that looks like in your life, that were some hardship and some valleys that ultimately led you to co- overcoming and climbing what we call the mountaintop moments? Yeah, there's a couple that come to my mind Like it's me- immediately when you said that. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> it's so funny because like, one of the things I, I think is really good, and it's like there's a, there's a tension now. I don't – Oh, yeah. I think there is like – when people, especially in the public eye, I think it's good to, for people to show their scars and show their journey because yeah. it gives people hope that yeah. are like going through it. And at the end of the day, we're all going through it. But at the same time, now you're here just condoning anything. You know, right. it's like you got to find right. that balance of like, right. 
all right, it has to be, you do have to change throughout your walk with Jesus. Because that's like the byproduct of walking with Jesus. You change. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I would say I got expelled uh, my freshman year of high school. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it is like people see me now and they're like, not that I was. Yeah. Yeah. And so for doing something in school, I wasn't supposed to be doing. Mm. But I remember it set me on this path, like, um, like because we hit rock bottom, a lot of people judge you, doubt you. But I remember I have a couple mm-hmm. loving mentors at the church that really were like, hey, you got a decision to make. Yeah. You've experienced some consequences of some really bad decisions. Mm. And you can either let this take you down a further deeper path yeah. or put you on a path that you actually feel like you're supposed to be on. Mm. I remember from that moment, uh, people that know me, they've grown up with me. Like once after like freshman year, I got in trouble. I kind of started to take a different path. And yeah. like to come, as like the Bible talks about, come to my senses. You know, mm-hmm. it talks about the prodigal son. And so I remember, like, I, I just think that people are listening there that have gone through that or going through that those moments where you have like forks in a rope. Mm-hmm. You can really feel like God is like, uh, he he doesn't choose for us. That's the beauty of him loving us. He doesn't choose anything for us. We get to choose mm-hmm. our choose for ourselves. But you you feel that tension of like, all right, I can like go down this path. I can go down this path. Right. And I think any any time, like obviously God is sovereign, He can change and redeem things. Mm. But I want to be more obedient than I am letting Him redeem everything. You know, Amen. And so I remember, I remember him choosing, making that decision, and I just feel like my my life changed. Uh, and then I would I think about uh, so I was I, I made it to where I wanted to go, yeah. but not the path that I initially would have chosen at all. Right. And so. I played varsity my freshman and sophomore year. I had really good seasons yeah. and was expecting anybody who knows any type of recruiting. Junior, your junior year is really big oh, yeah. uh, for, for you to get recruited by colleges. And so mm. uh, I was expecting to get some really big offers and have some coming in and get some interest from schools. And the week before, well, the end of basketball season, so right the football season ended my sophomore year, I go for a layup, I tear right. my life ACL. And like that's pretty mm. much, and obviously there's a lot of technology now and things are different. So it gives you a little, little more hope and perspective, but like anytime right. you tear ACL. It's like a year out. A, <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's very devastating and it's very just like heart wrenching. And mm-hmm. as an athlete, you feel like, will I ever be myself again? You know? Right. Um, and so then I, like, I'm an optimistic guy. I cried a lot, but I put my head down and say, like, Hey, I'm gonna get back to my, to my best self. Mm. I'm gonna grind for the next eight months to get back before my junior season. Right. And so that was in January. And then I rehab for eight months. Uh, then I'm, I have a jamboree in September. It's mm-hmm. pretty much like a scrimmage. That's a different. People use different names. Scrimmage game. Right. It's right. like the preseason, preseason game in high school before yeah. the season. And so I break out uh, for a touchdown. I'm cutting on the safety, and I plant mm-hmm. on my right knee, and I just crumble. Mm-hmm. So I contact. I tore my left knee. Yeah. In, in January, <sighs> in September, I tear every every ligament in my right knee. Oh, tear my ACL, man. my PCL, my MCL, my meniscus. Mm-hmm. So I have to have a total reconstructive surgery uh, before the week before my junior season. So I missed my entire junior year. Wow. Wasn't promised to play my senior year. Um, and all to say, like, obviously it worked out because um, mm-hmm. I am, I'm, I am, I am where I am. I just finished where I, at Clemson and had a great career, had a great time mm-hmm. um, and got a chance to like finish out my high school career, my senior year and make it to Clemson. But I remember those moments. Uh, they, any rock bottom moment has, has the, the power to change you. Like Amen. those are pivot, pivotal moments where you really can decide, uh, like who do I want to be from here? That's right. And there's there's a, there's a I remember writing. I'm a big journal guy. I feel like it helps anybody. Oh yeah. Uh, but I, like, I feel like it helps me uh, process my thoughts and just talk to God. Mm. But I remember writing this and it's something that stuck with me. Uh, these words. Uh, it says, "I told myself I wouldn't choose this uh, looking forward, but I wouldn't change it looking back." Mm. I think that's a good testament of anybody walking with God. It's like I love that God uses painful things uh, to make us who we are, and sometimes 
and it's funny, like in hindsight, because I remember praying this prayer. I was like, God, I want to become this type of man. I want to influence college football. Hmm. I want to change the narrative of college football players and right. they, at, in high school. Right. But I had, I had you, when you have these dreams and prayers, you have no idea actually how to get there or how to arrive or how to become that type of person. But God knows. That's right. And so be careful of the prayers you pray. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> literally, um, when I look back on the character development, a lot of leadership moments, and because football mm. was taken away from me for the first time in my life for like a long period of time. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm a curious mind. So I was like, all right, how do I still add value mm. be like to as a human being beyond playing sports? Yeah. And so I was already saved, but at the same time, there was like I feel like it was a big moment of just development for me. Mm. Started serving more at our church, started like getting involved in more community things. Just tried to like start reading books yeah. for the first time yeah. was like when I was 11, 11th grade. And so I look back on all those moments and if it wasn't for like that, like pause or like mm. that interruption in the, my plans, mm. like a lot of the things that I'm thankful for who I've become wouldn't have, wouldn't have prevailed the way they have. Man. And so I just say like to people that are you know, going through something, sometimes like you wouldn't choose your pain looking for it because nobody does. That's like idiotic. Who wants, who wants to be, feel pain? Exactly. But a lot of times and most times with God, if you allow them to, to like help you walk if you if you walk with him, mm. you wouldn't change it looking back because it makes you who you are. I love that man. I love what you're saying too about rock bottom because I'm a big journal guy too, and I wrote my journal not too long ago. I, I feel like sometimes God journeys with us to the bottom because He helps us understand that He is the rock at the bottom. That's good. Right. So you That's can good. start like you said, building then off that solid foundation that only He has to offer. And so Something that really comes to my mind is just this idea of resiliency and of perseverance, like you had mentioned in your story. Multiple knee injuries in high school, but you believed. You had a dream to play football at Clemson, and you believed in it, right? And so you go to Clemson as a walk-on, eventually earn a scholarship, and you grow to be what Coach Sweeney says is one of the greatest leaders and one of the most prolific leaders that has come through that program, which those are some big-name dudes, man, that have come through. So to hear those words, right— this Christmas, I was reading through Luke chapter 1. I was reading through the whole entire book of Luke, but specifically in Luke chapter 1, a verse caught my attention. And it was when Mary had just been um, kind of come to by the angel of the Lord who said, hey, you're about to birth the Son of God. And she goes over to Elizabeth's house who was pregnant with John. And Elizabeth is speaking these words to Mary, and I think they're the words that God sometimes speaks to us that are so easily overlooked. He said, blessed is she, in this opinion, blessed is he who has believed that God would fulfill his promises to him. And so you believed, man. And the power of belief is something so powerful. And in the counseling world, we're always trying to spark resilience and hope and just something, that inner fire. What does it take for a guy who's a walk-on to become someone to have such a legacy left behind at Clemson? Yeah, and just it's still, I think it's still so honorable to hear Mm -hmm. those words from him because of who, like the reputation he has. So even still, like even like, I actually texted, we, we've been talking, I got, we got our banquet this weekend, I'll yeah. see him in a couple of days, but just even still to hear those words, like mm. knowing the, the, the path and that, like the journey that took place, yeah. is still like, it's still cool, it's still remarkable. And so um, the, what comes to my mind when you say that, when you said that is there's a, I'm big on like phrases. I just, and most of them I write them down for myself first yeah, to process course. my own thoughts. Yeah. And then like, like any, anybody, you know, like sometimes like God will put things in your heart that he gives, he gives to you, but they're for everybody else too. That's right. And so there's a, uh, I wrote this down like a couple years ago, but it was just processing through my, my own journey. Hmm. And I said, um, cause it's one of the big things in our, in our Bible study with the team, like we, hmm. we kind of hung on to, 
But every promise of God has a process that I must participate in to mm-hmm. see it come to pass. Amen. Let me say it one more time. Every promise of God has a mm-hmm. process that I must participate in to see it come to pass. Because if you read through the Bible, every a lot of promises have, if you do this, God will. And there's some things God's going to do regardless. Like, yeah. like he's going to come back. He's going to, he's going to do, he's going to do what he does. Mm. But I think a lot of people do not like, cause you look around the world and you look at people's lives. A lot of people don't experience the promises of God because they don't participate mm. because there is a part that we all have to play in what God is doing in the earth. Like how can we join in? And so for me, uh, when I look back and think about like everything that took place, I think that like I hung on to a lot of promises. Romans 8, 20 is probably my favorite. Because I experienced so much pain, and I was like, "How in the world can this work out for my good?" Mm. And I hung on to that because he's like, hey, "If you love me, which is pretty much like if you're trying to pursue me, if you're trying to have a relationship with me, yeah. I'm going to work everything out for your good." Man. And I have seen that that be manifested in a million ways throughout the past six years of my life, and even more, even more so, even things that happened when I was a kid, but especially my Clemson journey, um, just seeing what I thought was devastation turn into like just a beautiful story of redemption. And like immeasurably more happened in my Clemson career than I expected. Yeah. And so I think about that. And mm. then I think about this idea, like you mentioned faith and yeah. like to not, to be, to be afraid of failure and to not try is to not have faith in me. Mm. Amen. But there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a component of faith that you like, which is a, like you have to be willing to like step out in the unknown, to step out in the mm. things that are uncomfortable, to step out in things that, that challenge you or scare you. Mm. And it gives it may, it makes room for God because like you you get to the end of yourself and you're like man this could not work out but I think yeah a lot of times I think people's dreams don't come to fruition mm. uh, because they they're scared they're scared of failure that's right but I think that's where that's where God like literally comes in is when we are afraid to do those things and I think on the other side of that is like one who we really are and mm-hmm. who we'll be most proud of becoming and then I think all the promises of God are like on that like threshold of like I could fail mm. but also. I couldn't. And I'm not That's saying right. failure is like, failure is, is inevitable and something like, even failure is yeah. not the end all be all. But it's how but you it is it. The, Exactly. It's the perspective. But yeah. And I think just the idea of like, a lot of people don't go for things because they're afraid. Hmm. And I think, but God uses that, that very, like, um, very state of being, that of being afraid, the unknown. Hmm. And on the other side of that is like the adventure. That's right. And I say, go for it. Especially if it's something you're passionate about and God is giving you, he'll give you clues. That's he right. always does. If you if you he look hard does. enough, God God is just like Proverbs talks about. Wisdom is crying out mm. everywhere, and mm. there's so many clues. There's so many clues in our lives if we're looking for it. Mm. And I think that's powerful because one thing that God's been placing a lot on my heart recently that I just actually spoke on today to a local high school, my actually alma mater, was this thing about authenticity and faith and the connection between the two, right? And we're always so afraid of acceptance, being unaccepted. And ultimately, I think that plays a big fact into why we fear failure, because if we try to do something and why we don't even try in the first place is because if we do fail, then it kind of refuels that whole entire generation of thinking to myself, you know what, maybe I am not enough. You know what I mean? Maybe right. I wasn't good enough in the first place. Maybe I can't get there. And so if it refuels that and regenerates it, why would I try in the first place? But like you said, you have to believe and you have to step out in faith. And sometimes that just takes one single step. And my man, yeah. God has done, like you said, immeasurably more 
in and through just what I would say perseverance that you have stuck to. And it's not about your faithfulness. It's not about any man's faithfulness. The scriptures weren't written because of faithfulness of man. They're all written because of the faithfulness of God. But I applaud your perseverance, right? Do not grow weary in doing what is right for in due time. You will reap a harvest if you do not give up. 2020, bro. 2020 rolls around and you're named the Disney Spirit Award recipient. Presented annually to college football's most inspirational player, coach, team, or figure. And, man, this was really you being recognized as a prolific leader on the football field for Clemson, but more so off the field, right, when it comes to shining a light on equality and racial reconciliation, as well as taking a lead on helping find a way to play college football safely during the COVID pandemic. So, man, what was that moment like for you when Coach Sweeney announced at practice that you had just won that award? Like, what emotions came over you? I can like feel the moment. It's like, it's, it's one of those moments, like um, you get a couple milestone markers where you, you can look back and like, hmm. you can really see God's faithfulness in your life. Yeah. And it's like, you can, you can obviously be, you wake up and be thankful every day, but there's a couple moments that really throughout your journey. Like, hmm. like, man, that was, I felt that one. And I would say hmm. um, there's a lot, like, there's a lot going on. And it's funny um, that when I got that awards, actually battling, feeling unworthy and literally hmm. feeling overlooked. Hmm. So it's, it's, and it's so crazy because if anybody has watched the video, if you watch the video, like I have a blank stare on my face because I was actually just super drained. Yeah. I was, well, the, the lead that whole time, I was just drained. I feel like wow. I put a lot into with a ball or anything. And I just feel like I, and hmm. not that, and there's a good part of like not being recognized where you can lean on guys. Yeah. also a part where you like, you, you just want, you just want, you think you Seek you've affirmation. Done yeah. Yeah. You, you want that. And so, and it was just like, like I was seeing a lot of other people get praised for for things they were doing, and I feel mm. like, like I was like, "Thank God, do you see me? Does the world see me?" And I feel like I've, I feel like I've been sowing good. You, know, you just you kind of yeah. start playing that that mind game in your head. And so I remember mm. just um, when they were announcing the award, I just thought they were this would give it to Trevor, give it to Coach Winnie. I was like, "All right, mm. whatever." Um, and then when he said my name, I just feel like God just gave me like a huge hug. Like I mm. see you, son. Like uh, like I see you. Um, yeah. And nothing nothing you ever done went in vain because. Mm. There's even for all those moments that have happened in 2020, there were like a thousand other moments that like me and God had been together on and just mm-hmm. like whether that's conversations, um, just things being obedient that people will never see that culminated into like one, having the trust and the equity mm-hmm. to lead an organization in that way. And then the lessons upon lessons that I learned to even be able to lead like college football in that way. Yeah. Um, and so it just, to me, it was a culmination of just like, just my journey. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and I just, the guy like replayed a thousand moments in my head. And it, in moments like that, that's why it's so important, I think, to just see things through, like you said, because like, like God wants you to see, to, to experience fruit. Yes. Like he, that he has a desire for you, because like, it's a good thing. Like he mm-hmm. wants you to experience like abundant life. He wants you to experience immeasurably more, because it only mm-hmm. fuels, like glory to glory, it only fuels that desire to, to continue to do that for That's your right. good, for God's glory, for the world's enjoyment and for mm-hmm. the world's joy. And so, um, yeah, I just, I just think about that. And I just think it's one of the things like I definitely um, am super proud of mm-hmm. uh, to have been recognized in such a way uh, as, because of, as a man. Um, yeah. And I think it's one of those things like I, it made my, made my community proud, my family proud, my, my team, my coach. And mm-hmm. it was, a, it was a definitely a special moment uh, to be recognized in that way. And I just think you, um, and I like, and my message, my message to people is never to do, to be, to do that, to get that. Yeah. But I think it just shows like no matter where you are, you have a, you have a part to play. You can make things better and brighter. 
mm-hmm. think everybody has opportunities in, in whatever space they find themselves in to make things better and brighter. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's going to be an ESPN and people are going to see that. But at the same time, like the world will be a better place. And you don't, you never know. And like, it, I, I had like, when I, when those decisions were being made, yeah. that kind of that honored those moments that, that happened, mm-hmm. I had no idea that that would be even a thing six months later. Right. It was more so, I feel like there was a moment uh, and we, whether that's personally or like you have a collective moment with a, community, a group of people, mm-hmm. we have a decision to make. So you feel like to step up and lead and step up and take it and make and take a stance for change or to mm-hmm. not and be and be cowardly. And in those moments, like be obedient and you just okay. never know how it's going to affect your life and also the people around you. Mm-hmm. It's powerful stuff, man. It really is. And I think like Coach Sweeney said about you, you're the type of guy that always figures out a way to bloom where you're planted. And I think that's a powerful word. That's a huge, I think, statement from a guy of his caliber and character to say that about somebody and to say that about you that has to feel good and it has to be another one of God's kind of promises coming to fruition. But like you said, it's easy during the processes of life, man, to get sidetracked, to get discouraged, to get disappointed, to start to doubt those very promises, to start to overlook the promises that God gives to us. And Inky Johnson always says, can I be committed to the process without being emotionally attached to the results? Me and Inky, man, when we have the conversations about that, it's so good because the process, man, that's the culture that we're ultimately looking for. We got to buy into it. We can't be result driven. But this world, man, will do anything, especially spiritually speaking, to throw us off track right? It will do anything to get our focus away from our ultimate goal or the ultimate prize. And to be honest with you, it's really easy to trade what we want most for what we want now. I want to read a C.S. Lewis quote real quick. He, he wrote, we, have, we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Darian, how are you staying rooted and just built up in Christ to not become far too easily pleased? Right. The first thing I'm going to say is I've learned from the consequences of my decisions because mm. I have definitely experienced, like, I think I think anybody will, will be lying if they say they haven't right. been easily pleased in this world. That's because right. Because there are a lot, a lot of distractions and everybody has their own vices. And that's just, and like, I think everybody can be real with themselves and know what that is for them. Yeah. And so, um, and then from that point, I think it's really just the, how is it? For me, it is not being too busy. I think when I'm when my mind's racing, I think mm-hmm. that's when I'm more prone or tempted or yeah. to do to be easily pleased. What that can be like something small that nobody thinks is a sin, or obviously the sins that people like that are the ones that the, you know to the church obviously knows about. Because like I think mm-hmm. obviously the best definition of sin I've ever heard was it obviously is the bad things that take us away from God. Mm-hmm. It's also the good we don't do in the world. Oh, and I was like good. that changed everything That'll like, it's, different. It's not, yeah because yeah, it's not it, i mean people's view of sin it's not just like the bad we do yeah it's also the good the good we withhold mm. and so it's definitely changed like my mentality of like what is sin um it's like anything that stops me from like connecting with god because that's good things and bad things that i that i don't partake in so um to answer the question i think just when you're it's, it's all about your focus for me and there's a question that's really simple and it, it yeah. one of my mentors has been like harping on this for a while and it's like Essentially, like your whole job hmm. is to be loved by God. That's your entire purpose. Yeah. So, like, if you can answer this question, did you let did you let God love you today? And more than likely, your gaze is in the right place. But mm-hmm. it's far too often we don't let God love us. And then, if we let God love us, we then are loved ourselves. We can love other people. I think that that's the biggest void 
um, because it won't, it's not going to be like, I've learned, it's not going to be legalist, like legalism or like a bunch of rules that you follow. Mm. And obviously this discipline, don't get me wrong, discipline is extremely important and keeping any, any type of relationship or habit in place. Mm. But the root of like discipline and like a good pure heart is coming from being loved. That's right. And that is the gospel. Like, are you letting God love you? And so Mm. one of the questions I ask myself a lot is like, am I letting God love you? Mm. Um, And there's a book, uh, gosh, I I forget what book it was, but but the question was like, um, the guy asked himself all the time, he's like, uh, are you letting God love you? And he's like, I want my response to be always, I'm trying. Mm. And I was just like, you know what? That's a that's a that's a good way to because like but obviously way. there's a there's a lot of complexity and I think that's beautiful to expand your mind. But sometimes keeping things simple helps too. And I was yeah. just like that just to me like encaptures everything of just like that's the life uh, because like if you hmm. like I feel like if you actually put your gaze on God and like whether that's in the morning whatever time you have to to really like lock in and like you said it's a, it's a daily decision daily choices hmm. um, because nobody's faith. Uh, you don't graduate from like making decisions to follow God. You do that every day or you don't. And like I said, we've all learned from the days we do and the days we don't. Mm. Um, But I would just say that's the, that's the biggest thing I would say. Like uh, that helps me is like letting God love me. Yeah. And, and it's crazy as, as his kids, we're so so too busy sometimes to make that, make that time. But when we do it, it blesses us tremendously. Yeah. Are we letting God love us today? I think that's a powerful word. And like you said, though, the busyness thing, right? Dallas Willard, one of the great theologians, he always said, I've always asked the question, like, what is it that makes me grow closer to God? And he makes a great statement. He said, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry hurry. from your life. Crazy, right? Like, that's a powerful word right there. And, you know, when you talk about withholding, I always think of the quote that Pastor Samuel Rodriguez says, today's complacency is tomorrow's captivity. God actually, he's always on the move, right? He's always taking steps of faith and action way before us. He's always intervening on our behalf. So if we're, like, settling for comfort and convenience and complacency in a stagnant, fabricated faith, then, man, we're actually distancing ourselves from God because he doesn't say to stand with me. He says to follow me. Right? you got to follow Jesus. And so that's the beautiful thing that you're sharing. And I think that so many listeners need to hear. But, man, I could sit here, I feel like, and talk to you um, all sure. night, just continue <laughs> to keep on going. I love the energy, like you said earlier on. But, man, just in closing, um, I know, and it's evident, that God has his hand on and in and through your life. I know God has big plans for you. I know right now you're training. You're trying to get picked up right by an NFL team. And I know that you have the perseverance within you and you have what it takes to make something like that happen. And you serve a God who delights in impossibility. You serve a God who always comes through, right? He always shows up and he shows off in powerful ways. He's already done it in and through your life. So I just want to encourage you as a friend to keep going, um, to keep persevering, to keep pursuing whatever it is that God has called you to. But as we depart, my friend, There's a listener out there, I know it, that is struggling. They're disappointed. They're discouraged. They're not feeling right in life. Maybe they feel like, honestly, they're beginning to lose hope. Their back's against the wall. Pressure, man, all this stuff is adding up and weighing up on them. But what is it? I'm going to ask kind of to close like I did to start. What is it that God's placing on your heart in this moment that you kind of want to share with that person that's going to spark some life and some fight and some hope and encouragement and motivation back back into them today? Keep the faith. That's mm. like top of my mind mm. um, because 
There's a verse in, um, I think it's in Romans 8. can't count on my, but if you read Romans 8, it's in, it's in there somewhere. But like, yeah. uh, the world is waiting for the revealing of the sons and daughters. Mm. I think that that verse has always been cool to me because it's um, like the world is waiting mm. for us to walk in like our like sonship and the, all, all the things God has for us. And when you do, you, you, you can recognize a king or a queen mm. uh, in, in the kingdom. Like it's evident, the energy, the, the aura, like the spirit they walk with yeah. is infectious, yeah. noticeable, and super encouraging to be around. Hmm. And one and one of those ways I think God shows himself off are by the dreams he gives us. Yeah. And I think it's like even as like simple as like when you think about childlike faith and being a little kid, like one of the best okay. things kids have is their imagination and their and their ability to dream and to to see whether that's something like a birthday party coming true or whatever. Right. But just like I think a lot of times we lose that as we get older. And so mm-hmm. I just tell people that are listening to like, whatever dreams you have in your heart, they are one uh, for God's glory, mm-hmm. for your joy. Like your joy is attached to the dreams God is giving you. Yeah. And for the world's good. There's going to be so like I look back at like looking back at my life. There's so much good out of me pursuing the dreams God put on my heart. Mm-hmm. There's so much glory that God got by me pursuing the dreams that are on my heart. There's mm-hmm. so much joy. I like, guess the joy that I've experienced yeah. by taking leaps of faith is uh, like immeasurable, and mm-hmm. it like it keeps you going. It, it fulfills you, um, and it's like a never-ending thing because it's obviously steps you continue you continually have to take. Uh, there's new dreams. Like every dream leads to another dream. Every opportunity leads to another mm-hmm. opportunity. And so I would just tell people out there like uh, one of the one of the the best ways you can walk in your sonship or daughtership or whatever is to like follow through on the dreams that God's giving you. Obviously like, Hey, look, if you're following God, he's going to purify your motives. He's going to purify your heart. He's going to like, he's going to open doors and close doors. Yeah. But it is a part of our job. Like he said, like the following, the action, the pursuit. Yeah. Um, like with the things that God puts in your way, that's going to ministry, playing sports. It can be making music. It can be whatever. Uh, but I think, like whatever it is that God's put on your heart to do it, whether that's starting a starting a, a business, it can start start a nonprofit. I don't know. Like you, you guys, it's your life. Yeah, you know what God's been speaking to you about. Oh yeah. But I would just say I, I would say that. And the failure, the only failure is in not doing it. Mm. That's the only failure. The only failure is not trying. Right. There's no like other than that. Like the success is the pursuit, mm. and you let God like lead you wherever. And I think you'll be proud of uh, the life you live and the adventure you went on with God, and you'll see Him do amazing things and um it's gonna bless you and bless other people that's right the process is the product there's a measurable and infinite joy that only god can bring and like you said man i love what you're talking about where maybe the world is waiting just for you maybe the world is waiting just for one of our listeners today to step up to step out in faith and to go do like you're saying what god has called them to do my friend darian thank you so much um for just for joining us for giving your time man you're a blessing uh you have definitely blessed me with what you've spoken into my life personally today but also i hope you know that we're going to be praying for and with you as you embark on this journey as you stay committed to the process i know something that you always hashtag right is the journey and i know you're committed to it bro so Know that we love you. We appreciate you. We stand with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. It's been a, it's been a great time. Absolutely. Just so many powerful things were said right there from Darian. And I wrote down two quotes uh, specifically that I want to cover today as we close. The first one, Darian said, Any rock bottom moment has the power to change you 
And sometimes we have to realize that although we wouldn't choose this looking forward, we wouldn't change it looking back. I'm not naive enough um, to think that there's somebody out there that's not going through a difficult season of life. I know there's a listener out there who feels like they've hit a rock bottom moment. Maybe there's a, at a fork in the road where they don't know which way to go, they don't know where to look, um, and they're really struggling, right? They're sucking, sucking air right now. My prayer for you guys is like Darian said, that this rock bottom moment would ultimately produce change in your life, that it would spark some resiliency, that it would spark some hope and endurance in suffering patiently, yet believing that God will show up in the midst of your mess and believing that God loves you so much that he won't let you stay there, that he will put within you convictions of the spirit to say, let's get up. Let's not do this anymore, right? I don't want to stay here anymore. I don't want to be stuck. Let's spark some change and some hope together. I'm telling you guys, you're more than capable and you're more than enough. Sometimes it just takes that first step, that first step out of darkness and into light. And I challenge all of our listeners today who may be really going through a difficult season of life to press in closer than ever before to the relationships, the healthy relationships within their life that are there for them, that want them to get that help as well. Because we can. It's time to spark some change. The second quote that I wrote that Darian said is, Sin is obviously the bad things that rupture our relationship with God, but it's also the good that we withhold from the world. Man, I think that is so powerful because too often all we do is we define what sin is. It's all these negative things, negative after negative after negative, but we completely neglect the fact that it's also, like Darian said, withholding the good. When we are inactive, when we're stagnant, and when we're complacent, that too is going against the heart of God because God wants us to get up. God wants us to take steps and move in the right direction. God wants us to give all the, all the good that he has placed within us, all the potential that he has placed within you, all the gifts and the talents and the abilities. He wants you to go out there and to just give them all to him. He wants you to maximize your potential. I promise you that's what he wants. And sometimes we have to understand that pain isn't our prison anymore. Pain is our passport. Pain can be our greatest gift because it can show us the awareness and give us that awareness to be able to take the steps then that are appropriate in taking to get to the level that we couldn't even imagine or fathomed being at in the first place. So you guys, I challenge you today to press in close to the heart of God, but also to share that good that he has instilled within you because somebody out there needs it. And the best form of receiving is giving. Go give your gifts, your talent, your love, your wisdom. Go give it to somebody today. It could possibly be the first step that you take out of your prison cell. You guys, as always, we love you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Build Different Podcast, and we'll see you next week. Hi there, this is Jessica from the Built Different Podcast team. As a reminder, you can listen to this show on your favorite podcasting platforms, such as Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. 
Whatever platform you choose, please remember to subscribe to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. Also, if you happen to catch the show on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Thanks again for tuning in to the Built Different Podcast.